0: The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Isle Media. The new Superman. The new Superman. The subtitle is Possibilities of the Divine Life. the new superman, possibilities of the divine life. According to the scriptures, your self-perception is what decides your outcomes in life, your self-perception. Your self-perception is the way you see yourself. Every one of us is acting in line with your self-perception. I have been there's a series of teachings I've been listening to, but there's this story that gets my attention of a man who saw a homeless beggar walk toward him, and the beggar was asking him for money. And the man lifted up before him, a quarter, because it was asking him for a, a quarter. And he held on one hand $300. Today I actually I saw the picture, because I've just been hearing it, but today, because I've heard it again and again, and I saw the picture. And on the other hand, a quarter. And he lifted the two before the beggar and said, um, life will pay you the amount you ask for. Whether it's $300 or a quarter. And the beggar looked at the $300, looked at the quarter, looked at the $300, looked at the quarter, looked at the $300, looked at the quarter, and took the quarter and went away. How do you see Yourself, Do you know you're getting what you think you deserve? In life, you get what you think you deserve. You know, a lot of times we, we think that we have a good self-esteem. I just, there's another thing I've been hearing again and again, that 91% of women don't like their bodies. 91% of women. That means if you count the women here, one, two, three, four, five, seven, nine, ten, only one of them will like her body. 91%. So don't look at the facade. And that's why I want to teach you this series, The New Superman. Because how can someone hold up before you $300 and a quarter, and you say, Leave with a quarter? Who do you think you are? What do you think you're worth? You see, there are different ways to see ourselves. First of all, we may see ourselves based on how we were born. You know, there are some people who feel worthless because their father didn't marry their mother. Now, if you're born again, that doesn't count. See? And they carry that label all their lives. That I don't even know who my father is. I don't know. It doesn't matter who your natural father is. Right now as a child of God, God is your father. That's what matters. See? So many people think about based on how they were born. Others think of themselves based on where they were born. some of you here, you will feel inferior to someone born in London that's a Nigerian. Even if it's a white person. But because you were born in Nigeria, you feel worthless. Some of you could feel worthless because you were born in a village and someone else was born in a city. I told the story of a girl from a very wealthy family. She, she found out. I'm sure she just found out because she cried to me. The I just resumed. And she cried to come and see me as a pastor. And she was crying that um, she just found out she was born in Gary House. The mother was frying Gary when she gave birth to her. The other children were born in the hospital. I said, and what is, what is what's, 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 what's the thing? What's the issue? Said they were born in the hospital to me. My mother was frying Gary when she gave birth to me. And I asked him a question. I said, where was Jesus born? I said, he was born in a house in a manger. I said, it doesn't matter where you were born. What matters is you were born. The two most important days in your life. One is the day you were born and two, the day you discovered why. It doesn't matter where you were born. So I told her, if Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, was born in a shit house it doesn't matter where you were born. And by the way, great people always have humble beginnings. She became happy about it. See, so you may be feeling bad that you were you were born in in one one village, Mama Press. It doesn't matter where you were born, by Mama Press, or you were born in London. What matters that you were born. Amen. Tell us when I was born. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. And another thing people look at again and base their self-perception is who gave birth to them. Who gave birth to them. In other words, their natural ancestry. Their natural ancestry. So many of them look at themselves and say, um, I was born from this family, and um, my family, and they're poor. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter at all. Joseph was a carpenter. Stop basing your life based on your father's job or your father's wealth. See, those things are starting to change. There are people who were born by wealthy parents. Before they, before they grew up, their father became broke. So, what was that now? You see that? So, you don't judge yourself or base your personality and your worth by how you were born, where you were born, or who gave birth to you. You base your worth on the price that was paid for you. Are you following me? Others judge themselves based on what has happened to them. Oh, I feel worthless. Why do you feel worthless? Because uh, 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 oh, they said, they said, they said, they said what? People are talking about the fact that I was molested uh, by so-and-so when I was small. I have been raped uh, uh, many, many times. Uh, and uh, who cares? Do you know how many successful people in the world were raped? See, hear me. Don't labor yourself by your pain. Labor yourself by your purpose. See, a lot of you are labeling yourselves by your pain. I was raped. I was molested. I I am divorced. My boyfriend left me. Hey, there's more to your life than your experience. See, you must learn to find the treasure in you. There is treasure in every person. There is treasure. I like to say, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. You don't judge yourself by what happened to you. In fact, the first person Jesus appeared to was Mary of Magdala. They call her Mary Magdalene. The Bible says they cast out seven devils from her. That's the first person Jesus appeared to. So you don't label yourself by what happened to you and say, Apostle, uh, 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 uh." are you following me? Don't label yourself by by what happened to you. All right. Number five. Some people label themselves by what they have done. Good or bad. That's not a measure of your worth on the sight of God. What you've done. Apostle, do you know that um, I did this and this and this and this? Hear me. The blood of Jesus has washed it. Did you ask for forgiveness? Yeah, so. So what concerns me? You're a new creature now. Your past is behind you. See? You don't labor yourself based on what you've done. And say, Apostle, I did this, I did that, I did that. Have you asked for forgiveness? Yes, it's behind you. Don't you ever bring it up before the Lord. He has washed it away. Don't tell him this blood didn't do a good job. Because we are fond of talking about the things we've done. Apostle, I did this when I was young. I smoked. I smoked. I drank. I I, I did that. I did that. I did that. Hey, 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 hey. What matters now is who God has made you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You see that? So don't labor yourself based on what you've done or what you haven't done but by the price that was paid for you. Are you listening to me today? This is so important because many people we see have very poor self-esteem. It's a common thing. If you base yourself based on the clothes you wear because you're insecure, your clothes you wear don't make you. You make the clothes you wear. You think you are you are you are somebody because you use uh, um, whatever cream or, or whatever you use. You're insecure. See, you need to begin to deal with your real value. Your real value is in your spirit. See, your real value is in your spirit. Now, give me First Peter 3. Let's begin from verse 2 to 4. Our focus is verse 4. Well they behold your chase conversation coupled with fear. Hallelujah. You see, character is an indispensable commodity in life. In relationships, in career, character. Let's begin from verse 1 so that you can get concept. Our focus is verse 4. Likewise, ye wise, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, that it also may without the word be won by the conversation, the conduct, the character of their wives. Hallelujah. Isn't this beautiful? The power of your character. You see, you can only influence those who admire you. And that's why character is so important, because admiration begets influence. Verse 2, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, irreverence, don't live your life with a non-chalant attitude, disrespectful, rude crude. Don't live your life that way. Next, verse 3. Whose adorning, whose decoration, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plating of hair, of the wearing of gold, of the putting of apparel. This is the focus of women. When a woman enters the church, she's looking at that woman's hair. I see it when I'm ministering to you. So some church, I see a woman look at this, They look at like, I said, is that the message I'm preaching? She's looking at the person. The other woman, no, no, just looking at her. Sizing up people's hair. Looking at as the ladies look at that shoe. He says, Who's adorning? Let it not be that out of the adorning of the plate of air, of the wearing of gold, or of the put of the putting of apparel, clothes. Excuse me, this is your necklace. Is it authentic? Or is it costume? What's your business? What, what was that concern? Is that what we keep doing here in church? You are very rude, sister. I just wanted to know. Why do you want to know? You came to church, you want to know. Excuse me, excuse me. Please come. Look at that lady's hair. Is it authentic? The Is it is it is it authentic? I just want to know. Is that what we came here for? Who's adorning? Let it not be of the plaiting of hair and of the wearing of gold or putting on an apparel. Clothes. Women like clothes. In fact, most I remember a woman that sells clothes. She told my wife that so she wears her clothes to church so she can get customers. She wears her clothes to church. The clothes she sells, she'll take one, wear it. Women come and how much is this one say is this amount? Say it in my shop, so do come and buy. They didn't come to worship God, <laughs> they came to supervise. That's what women do. Many of you are looking at people's hair now. Say so this one hair don't do. Within the door, I wish you make big hair. A hair don't do. Eh? I don't even understand. Now, wow, her husband not give her money, sir. <laughs> what is your problem? Focus on the word of God. Your mind has gone far. Her husband not give her money. Do you know that she's married? Do you know that her husband is in town? Do you know that she has been too busy to make her hair? Now, wow, see that woman's face. She don't use makeup. Her face just barely like that poor. Sad, sharp face, be like old bees. Surface okay. Inside church, somebody's mind is just moving like that. Wow. See, we He's not Weaver have been a rope. You know, just, in mind, just looking at everybody's service. Sir. Especially women. Look. Sir. I'm this this Bob. The head, they shine. What is it? Listen to the word of God. Listen to the word of God. <laughs> how do you know women do that in love verse 4 it says but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is uncorruptible it says hey dress from within see yourself from within even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price oh this is so beautiful He's telling you the value of your spirit. How valuable the human spirit is to God. Why are you getting angry about the fact that you've added weight? You say, when I was young, I used to be very slim. Hmm. Mine was so slim. and If you saw me when I was slim, and you're not slim again now, so let's move on. Your spirit is what matters. There are people who are taking all kinds of tablets and dry coffee and drinking all kinds of things and, to lose weight. And it's started after they lose their weight for two weeks or three months, they come back again. Because the real truth is the way you see yourself. They say the average person pays for a gym doesn't go beyond four times. So the issue is not money to pay for a gym, it's the will to go to the gym. And the reason they lack the will to go to the gym, because they don't have a vision of what they really want to be. Say, it matters how you see yourself. I like myself. So take out time and write at least five to seven things you like, sincerely like about yourself. I like my smile. I like my personality. I like my dress sense. I like my courage. Say, what do you like about yourself? <laughs> what do you like? you? <laughs> <about self? laughs> what do you like about yourself? You're thinking, my head is around, my, 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 you know, you know, what do you like about yourself? Many people here, there are very few things they like about themselves. And you know why we don't like things about ourselves? Because we're comparing ourselves with the other person. So the lady says, <laughs> so do you like your complexion? <laughs> uh, Apostle, <laughs> I'm repainting my house. You will know what I mean later. You know what I mean to so repaint? When God painted it was black. And you see the lady six or seven years later, You say, "Wow, you remind me of Angelina." <laughs> she was just like <laughs> now me now. <laughs> the beauty has changed complexion. So way I describe it in the street, say so when you get there, you see a, a two-story building painted white, and you get there, it seems blue. You are not think it's that beauty. Am I right? You will pass it. I like myself. Because I sincerely believe that God was intentional in making me. Some will say, I have small eyes, Chinese eyes. I like it. The Chinese people are smart people. Too angry to decide I get Chinese eyes, which I don't want to have. You didn't create yourself. You see, one of the keys to success is self-acceptance. If you don't like you, who will like you? Because one of the greatest problems in today's world is self-rejection. Most people, especially women, have rejected themselves. Because most of you wish you were white. Most of you wish you had long hair. Most of you wish you had pointed nose. Most of you have more lashes. Most of you wish nothing God gave you you like. Most of you wish you were taller. Those who are tall wish you were shorter. See, my husband said, "I'm too tall; I cannot carry me." Are you a baby? If he cannot carry you, then let it, you have to walk by his side, not to be carried. See, I like myself. tell someone I like myself. Yeah, because God likes me. God likes me. The ornament of a meek in 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 quiet spirit, which in the sight of God of great price. Let's look at Matthew 13:44 to 45. Is this helping anybody today? Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. For joy over it, it goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Did you see that? He goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. Why? Because there's a treasure hidden in the field. What is a treasure? to human spirit. See, the human spirit. The Bible calls it the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of great price. See, so you need to have a different mentality. That God is willing to sell all that He has to have you. What's the proof of that? The Bible says, What shall he profit a man if against the whole world and loses his own soul? In other words, everything in the world it cannot be compared to the price of one soul. One of us is more valuable than the entire earth. One of us. See, so the next time they hold before you $300 and a quarter, take the $300. Because you deserve it. Who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. Verse 45. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pears. Next. When he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and what and bought it. Now, this brings us to this. He went and sold, how many things? All that he had to buy one pearl. He went and sold all that he had for one pearl. Why? That's what the Bible says all things are yours. Because for God to have you, he had to sell all that he had. To have you. See, many of you don't know how, how valuable you are in the sight of God. The extent it went to have you. How far you're labeling yourself by what you've done. Wait, you come, come, come. If I brought a 1000 era bill and it's dirty and I bring a $1,000 bill that is brand new, they have the same value. That means your experiences and what happened to you didn't change your worth. Are you following me? So, you may have been battered, beaten, molested, uh, uh, bastardized, maltreated. It still doesn't mean you're not valuable. Because there could be some of you here, feel you're not valuable because you're not a virgin. Hear me, you are silly 1,000 Naira bill. The ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is the sight of God of great price. See, when you know who you really are in the sight of God, it changes the rhetoric. It changes the way you view yourself, what you say about yourself. When Kenneth T. saw Jesus one time and he said he was looking into the eyes of Jesus, it was pure love. And he fell on his feet and said, I am not worthy. He said the Lord picked him up and said, my blood has made you worthy. So you need to know who you are. Because many of us are judging ourselves based on how we're born, where we're born, who gave birth to us, what was done to us, or what we have done, or what we haven't done, good or bad. But no, God doesn't see you that way. He sees you in the light of what his son has done. Changes everything. See? Because where I am inadequate, the adequacy of the son completes me. I have value in the sight of God. Before we wrap this up, let's look at Romans 5 verse 8. We'll begin from verse 6, all right? It says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for who? The ungodly. Let's begin from verse 5 so we can get clarity. 5. It says, and hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Now, um, the love of God. Notice it didn't say our love for God. It said what? The love of God. See, why are we hopeful that something good will happen? Because, hey, God loves me. Then he says, for in due time, verse 6, in due time, for when we are straining, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet by adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die, verse 8. But God commanded his love toward us in that while we're yet sinners, while we're yet sinners, while we're yet sinners. We're yet sinners. It, see, God, God didn't send Jesus to die because we're perfect, He sent Jesus to die because we're a mess. Remember the treasure? Remember the treasure? While we had us? Christ died for us. Now watch this. When you find gold in its natural state, when it's not refined yet, it's not so attractive. When you find a diamond eater, it's not so attractive. See? So, you look at yourself based on your raw form, God looks at you based on what you could be. Are you following me? So he says, verse 9, please. It says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, from his anger. In other words, the blood of Jesus Christ appeases God's anger concerning us. Are you following me? So according to the scriptures, as a child of God, God is not mad at you. Look at it. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Next, verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now give this to me in the Amplified so you can see what that word reconciled really means. It says watch this. It says, for if while we're enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain that now that we're reconciled, we shall be saved, daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life. Think about that. Hallelujah. Say, I have value. Sure I do. Sure I do. I'm valuable to God. The human spirit is precious in the sight of God. So in the sight of God, it's not your pointed nose, your complexion, it's your spirit. And that's why you need to put value where God puts value, cultivating your human spirit, investing in the development of your human spirit. Romans 8, reading from verse 31. Romans 8, 31. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, say God is for me. Yeah, there are several revelations of God. One is God for you. Two is God in you. Three is God with you. Four is God on you. Five is God through you. You must understand this. See? We live in him. That's God around us. He became my environment. See? He says, if God be for us, say God is for me. Say again, say God is for me. See, you need to understand that God is for you. He sent his son to die for you. He raised a son from the dead because of you, for your justification. For you. So in the sight of God, you are a big thing you get what I'm saying? You are a big thing in the sight of God. You may be worthless in the sight of men, in the sight of God, you are a big thing. I remember when he first of all came to look for, for gold and, and diamonds in Africa, the first man that found gold, and um, he wanted to pay for it. And the lady said, you don't need to pay for it. It's just what we use for the, 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 the doormat to my house. It was a stone to climb into our house. And she gave the man. The man knew the word. Say, let me pay for it. They don't pay for it. God knows your worth. You are not trash. You are treasure. They were using it for, for, for their, for their um, um, doormats. That dust door stone. See, somebody may be treating you like a house boy. He doesn't know that you're a prime minister. God sees something you nobody sees. Joseph was Potiphar's house boy. He never knew that he'd ask his boss. Be careful the way you treat me now. You don't know my tomorrow. Are you following me? So you need to understand that in the sight of God, you have value. Because we just, we just label as I'm a dumb man, I'm a dumb man, I'm a dumb man. It's because a praying person now relating with you or talking to you doesn't really know who you are. See? The Jews said Jesus he is either John the Baptist or he is either Jeremiah or Isaiah or one of the prophets. They didn't know who he was. But Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. See, people don't really know who you are. See, they judge you based on, we'll come back here. Give me John um, 1 and give me from verse John 1, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. God was manifested in the flesh, in the world, and they didn't know who he was. They related to him like another human being, like a mere human being. 1 John 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world no knoweth us not because what? It knew him not. See, it takes revelation to know who you are. See, you can be, you can, you, they could be treating you in the houseboy today. Nobody knows. Good Lord Jonathan was a deputy governor. They never knew that as a deputy, that was a president to be. They never knew that was a precedent. Someone at one time that had no shoes for his feet. That was a precedent. There's something hidden in your story that makes you a mystery yet to be revealed. Are you following me? The world doesn't really know who you are. It takes revelation to know you. There's something you carry that will bless humanity. So you could be like Gideon, hiding, hiding, hiding to, to trash the wheat. And the angel of the Lord comes to him and said, The Lord is with that mighty man of valor. He didn't know he was a mighty man of valor. See, there's something here you carry that this whole world needs. And I'm here to unlock it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop knocking yourself down. I rest my case. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Quale visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10 along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birobulu, Yenegua, Biosu State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance Or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.